This is Space Cats Peace Turtles, the unofficial podcast for Fantasy Flight's Twilight Imperium. Episode 206, The Road to the Finals 2021. Music by Ben Prunty, featuring Matt Martins and Hunter Donaldson. Hunter, I need to know right now, what did you think of the Green Knight? Oh, no. Don't <laughs> We're do that. We're not going to go there. <laughs> I, I So, okay, fine. If you want to go there, then that's what we're starting this on. But um, I like did not really like it oh, that much. Oh, no. So, and I know, I've been nervous about it. Yeah, Because okay. everyone I know really liked it. And everyone I know is not nice when you're the one person that, that doesn't, doesn't like, like the thing. I'm nice about this stuff. I don't care. You're a huge bully. Are you serious? <laughs> you are you are the number one. I was like, I am not a bully Matt's, with media. Matt's gonna get me about it. No. You know, other people on our private friends Discord are gonna get me about it. <laughs> I've literally like last night I was like gonna post like, oh, I just wanted to post some thoughts about it, and then I was like, No, don't tell people what you think. You should go <laughs> you should go talk to Oki Professor, because uh, he's a he's a English lit guy, and he's like, "Let me tell you of all the factual inaccuracies about the poem." You know what? I uh, so I actually read the poem in school. I remembered enough about it yeah. to feel like there were things that, when things were different, this, instead of off. just being like, "Oh, okay," it it yeah. just made me think, "Well, why? Why that choice?" Right. And I didn't feel like the why questions I was asking, I was getting like good answers to. Yeah, I don't but, yeah. think there are. I still liked it, uh, mostly because it's pretty, it's super pretty. Um, but beyond that, whatever. A lot of people loved it. Like I and I, I am willing to accept that I'm just like well, not seeing. Keep the in mind same too. Movie. Uh, remember, there have, there hasn't been a movie in a year. <laughs> That's true. This is people's first movie. <laughs> That's true. Ever. I, also, I mean, I well, yeah, I. Me and Elena have been going to movies though for like this is like a, probably our fifth movie. Yeah, I would say because we go to a movie every week. It was my know? first movie. Yeah, in we went to time. dude. You I know hate, what? Hey, guess what? Hated it. <laughs> hate movies. Hate being Adam. Yeah, yeah. Theaters you, terrible. Dude, horrible experience. Dude, you told me that thing that lady said, and I think that's really funny. <laughs> she said, "A twenty four is for alienate your audience." No, it's does the A in A twenty four stand for alienate your audience? That's like really funny. <laughs> I like rift on on the That's on read it and weep good. today. I yeah. used that. Use that bit. I mean, I said my friend, but like uh-huh. you know, like I used that bit and so we got a lot good. of it. It's very good. Anyways, that's what I heard the first thing I left the theater, and that ruins my life. Hey, this is a Twilight Imperium podcast. Uh, okay, and this might be the first if, time if you say if, so. If I, if I must, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we have a big thing happening this weekend, August seventh at fourteen hundred UTC. You know, whatever. It's fine. Uh, when is it? Uh, oh, it's August seventh. We did this joke last You're, week. But here's the problem: you're like not I, fully I enunciating right now. You August seventh at fourteen hundred UTC. Now I'm living in America time. Oh, so what's that mean? What's UTC mean that's for gonna, me? Well, I tell you what, that's gonna be not. That's just that's straight as the cr- the chicken crows. Give it to me Eastern. <laughs> it's what's ten a.m. Ten a.m. Eastern. Yeah, there you go mm-hmm. for y'all Americans who are really horrible at understanding the time zone everyone else uses in the whole world. Listen, man, I got a computer in my pocket, but that don't mean I want to Google what you tell me to Google. You know what I mean? I got my own Googles I want to do. 
<laughs> it feels good to put to to sit here and trash America on this thing uh, finally because it's it we're fin- we're we're rounding the end of tournament scheduling and everything and that is the one thing that routinely blows up my whole life is I get a bunch of forms blows back, up your whole and life. they're that just I take scheduling very seriously yeah deadly seriously and uh, yeah the number of times some American comes along and is like. Oh, I filled out the form completely wrong, and everything I put in it is not accurate at all because I didn't understand the UTC, assignment. and then I didn't look it up, I did. and I just started clicking on stuff. <laughs> I got so I got, excited, <laughs> I couldn't stop clicking. Somebody sent me a Google form with times on it, and I didn't understand those times, but I just started clicking ones that sounded good. I don't know what UTC means, but 7 UTC? 7's my lucky number. There's a bunch of Americans right now who are like, geez, guys, lay off. And there's a bunch of everyone else, like all other country listeners, that are like, this is so true, and it's a thing that plagues me on Twitter all the time. So I'm, we're speaking to that audience. This is the one time a year, or maybe one time in our whole history, that we have been a, a podcast that appeals to non-Americans. <laughs> I don't think that's true. I've, yeah. I've definitely wanted to side against uh, us, oh, yeah. us and ours plenty yeah. of times. And <laughs> us, I'll, us and ours. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I'll, I'll, I'll do it gladly, especially <laughs> about more than time zones even. <laughs> hey, I just wanted to say uh, we, got, uh, we got written up. Yep. Uh, by... we, got a, we got a pink slip. <laughs> <laughs> we got a pink slip from Polygon. They said, you, you, here you, you go. You did a great job. Uh, yeah. No, yeah, go. Hey, go. There's an article in Polygon.com, the big video game website. And mm-hmm. they talked about us. I think they're like the third biggest. Like wow. maybe even fourth. Oh. <laughs> now now that we're on there. <laughs> we we drag their numbers down. <laughs> but no, they're they're good. They do great work. And actually me and Matt I'm joking around. Me and Matt have all, have been uh really Huge. big fans of yeah. Polygon for a really long time. And uh Obviously, it's kind of. A, I think it's well known that we're like McElroy fans. Yeah, sure. Uh, so, like, you know, they obviously were with Polygon, so we watched all that stuff and we're into all that stuff, and we still read Polygon and stuff. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I mean, I say that like we read, like you know, when we before we took ourselves into bed, uh-huh. I read we sit down the latest you, Polygon. Ooh, you, they have you, a write up on Descent, Legends of the Dome. <laughs> Don't mind if I do. <laughs> you you read it to me as I sleep. Yes. Uh, we today's episode is our fun little treat uh, where. This weekend are the finals, and we sat down with the six finalists yeah. for this year's tournament, and uh, we want to hear what they have to say about their play styles and everything, and yes. so we kind of want to just dive right into it now that we've killed a solid uh, 10 minutes of podcast hour. Uh, so so I don't know, Hunter, any 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 prep to say before we dive into these? Well, yeah, just just to for those of you that have never been here before, we we do this annually. The episode right before the finals, uh, we do a quick little interview. Um, so if you are new, I will say this: if you're new to the show, yeah. if you're new to Twilight Imperium, welcome. Yeah, uh, there will be no introduction to Twilight Imperium in this episode, it's my true. friend. I, yeah. I, I I'm sorry. This is going to be straight. We probably this should, just... but I don't know how. To, I don't know how you go for it. like. Let me t- let me teach you what TI is, and then also now have six experts sure uh explain their own insights into episode it. 201 though that you can check that Not one out that's ago. a learn to learn yep. learn to play we just did that one so you can scroll down your podcast app check that one out this is going to be uh six well technically eight experts because you gotta count me and matt because we are the biggest the, we we're <laughs> the biggest we're, fans you know what, what did what did the polygon article <laughs> say know. the hardest fans yeah, i think it said the hardest fans yeah. of, of twilight imperium um so we're going to sit down and talk. Uh, Matt, you interviewed three of them. I interviewed three of them. Yep. Who did you interview? I forget. You I interviewed... had Wolfen, 
Andra, and Kool-Aid. And okay. you had... Yeah, um, I took on a Humble Checkmate. We settled our differences. Uh, <laughs> if you've been watching, uh, we have a long-running uh, rivalry that was squashed, uh, luckily, in this episode. And now we're, we're great friends. We actually have a similar first name. And by similar, I mean the same. Uh, <laughs> talk to uh, Teddy's Jam for you. Uh-huh. Uh, very cool. He's actually a cool person. He's too cool. He's a little too cool to listen to the show. You'll find out. Um, he probably, yeah, that's a joke just for him. And then you, whenever you get there, sure. uh, to Lagos, uh, very sweet. The yeah. sweetest, I I'll, think of the final. I'll say we're going to talk a little bit more after all six interviews play out, but I will say right off the top here, I think this is the sweetest finals. Yeah, uh, we've had so far. Yeah, these people are um, good people yeah. compared to all those other people we have yeah. before. Where they Duke were just Luke like, him, he is hard and mean. Yeah, let me tell you, that guy <laughs> takes the game too seriously. Should get <laughs> over it. All right, it's just a silly, stupid space game. Uh, anyway, so here's uh, here's the interviews. I guess you're gonna get all six of them back to back, and then we'll meet back here. Yeah, we'll see you on the other side. All right, well, I'm here with Humble Checkmate, uh, one of our finalists, uh, an, an, an interesting finalist, uh, I want to say. I want to call you out specifically for being interesting. Um, and I want to start here with me and you have had a little... Well, actually, I say me and you. <laughs> it's not... It's really actually one direction, and I yeah. just want to clear the air and say, for the record, I am not... And so, some listeners are going to be like, I have no idea what he's talking about, but you need to check out the commentary i am not a humble checkmate hater okay i'm not a hater on you do you know that do you, do you know that I'm, I'm not a hater i didn't until just now <laughs> uh, oh no you 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 believed you be, i mean to be like like so in your semifinal game which was uh game five yes yes um, that one i definitely i definitely got grumpy i definitely yeah. talked about you a lot and then Goldie was <laughs> really evil, I would say. Uh, and yeah. maybe I'll maybe I'll talk a little smack on Goldie. And <laughs> it really made me feel like I wish I could have taken back all of the grumpiness that I was throwing your way. Um, and I was also grumpy in the root thing. But beyond that, I mean, I'm a big fan. Okay, I just want to say for the record, I am a fan. Humble. Well, thank you. Uh, yeah, I mean, starting with Rue, it was uh, it was more fun for me just because I, I enjoyed being a villain. Um, playing Vagabond, <laughs> people hate the Vagabond. Right. I love the Vagabond. <laughs> you know, it's fun to win. Are you um, that kind of villainous mindset? Are you bring? Is that what you, we are counting on you to bring to the finals? Are you willing to kind of say, hey, I'm the heel in this match? Or how do you feel about that? You know... It's it's funny because last year watching listening to this uh, this episode, I really enjoyed Ginger, and Ginger <laughs> came into that game and everyone was mad at him, you know, because he talked a lot and he made these crazy deals, and that's the kind of energy I want to bring. So yes, actually, I'm down for it. That's so funny that you said that actually, because <laughs> we were I think me and Matt were having brunch just the other day and we said exactly what you just said. We were like, well, Humble's <laughs> like the Ginger. For this year um so i really like that connection um beyond just like i mean i will i do you know what actually here let me give you some some real props um because yeah. i think uh of the games 
Like you, uh, what was your prelims game? I'm sorry, what was the number? I should have had that pulled up. That's on me. That's my fault. What that was, was number 31. Number 31. Check out that one. Uh, it's very good, actually. You, you, it was, it, it's a very interesting game, and I think you played it very well. And also, it's, uh, you know, you're playing as Mentax, so that's, yeah. that's always going to make me root for you. What do you feel like um, going into the finals? What kind of attitude, uh, are you kind of taking as far as like, like faction selection for you? Are you going to play something weird? Are you going to play something a little interesting? Cause you've kind of done both. You've played, you've kind of gone people's champ and picked Mentech, but also you've also kind of stayed in your lane in other, in other places. Like you played Vagabond in, in the root <laughs> tournament, for example, you know what I mean? Like sometimes you're, you're, you're picking stuff where people can be like, Oh yeah. Awesome. And then other times you're like, I don't care. I just won't play the best thing. How do you feel like going into the finals? We can expect. It's kind of funny. Cause in the semi, it's both in the semifinals where I think that's where I just want to win. I don't yeah. care about anything else because prelims, those games, you never know what's going to happen. And so I'm always trying to just have fun with those. And then if I win those games, then, Hey, I'm in the semis and that's where it gets serious to me. Um, and then I think, I mean, in both games, uh, the finals of the Rue and in this game, I want to take a route that is at least unexpected. Um, not that it's bad, um, but something interesting. Yeah, I, I like being interesting. I like being the people's champ and the heel. I could do both. Yeah. Yeah, That's what, I think that's what I like about uh, you, to be honest, is I think, uh, like, yeah, maybe you maybe you will go into it and, and just play. I'm just going to pick the best thing I've got. I'm going to try and win. Uh, and I'm going to do, I'm going to make whatever long convoluted deals I have to do in order to lock down that win or who knows? Like I, I, you're like ginger, but you could swing either way, which is interesting. Yeah. I'm a swinger. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're a swinger. I've said that, 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 and that's actually, yeah, that's definitely who you are. Um, what about to, to kind of zoom out a little more, um, generally speaking, like what kind of, uh, what kind of player do you feel like you are in? Like a let's say like I'm just playing a casual game with humble checkmate. Like is that do you kind of bring that same tenacity of uh of kind of deal making wild shenanigans or what do you think? Well, I don't think I do. I really when I play, I love playing into my faction, whatever that is. Mm -hmm. Um, if it if it's a meta heavy faction, I want to play meta heavy. Um, and I want to take it to whatever extreme I can. If I'm playing Necro, there'll be some games where I don't talk and I just go and kill people because that's, you know, Necro. That's their whole thing. Not that that's how I always play Necro, but sometimes I just really enjoy getting into a faction and learning it. I played Arborek like 10 times in a row when I was learning the game because I just really enjoyed how they worked and I knew they weren't very good, um, at least in, you know, the competitive whatever mindset, yeah. whatever that means. Um, right. So, yeah. Oh, that's good. That's the, so you just agreed with me on the whole Arborek thing. Everybody, <laughs> get him. Get him. He just yeah. said Arborek's bad. Get him, Arborek fans. <laughs> They're going to get you now. Um, right. Yeah, I'm excited about that. Um, well, let's talk about what are you thinking about the other players? Uh, like, as far as the value, we've got three Americans, and I would say you're all a little, a little goofy, the three of mm -hmm. you. Um, it's a very American representative uh, group, I would say which is that you're all, um, you and Kool-Aid and Teddy, really talky, uh, really above the table type stuff. And then we have, you know, one kind of Euro and then yeah. two UK. How do you how do you feel about, and especially, actually the two UK players, I would say, are also a little bit talky. So it could be a very talky thing. How do you feel going into that as far as, like, confidence? Well, I've only played with Telagos once before, and I really enjoy playing with Telagos. I think he's a really 
level-headed and interesting person just to learn. The, I don't know. Like, I feel like the one game I played with him, I was just watching him. He was Jolnar, I believe, and it was just interesting to see. Um, I fear Andra with every fiber of my being. Um, <laughs> I don't... I don't. We have a finals chat, and I, I'm like, "Hey, Andre, let's be friends." And Andre just sends the hazard symbol from the game, and so that's <laughs> scary. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I'm looking forward to playing with Teddy and Kool Aid and learning their styles because I think, yeah, we're all very meta heavy, but I do mm-hmm. think we're all very different. Um, and Kool Aid the Gambler is a perfect name that he gave himself, so I'm happy he did that. Uh, yeah. And then Wolfen actually is the person I've only the only other Simi's game I've watched all the way through, and I. I love that the ending play. I won't spoil it, but oh man, it's so beautiful. It's very good. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm really excited to see how you all kind of add up and everything. Um, I really like, you know, it's funny. It's funny that you called out Andre though, because I'm, I, I'll say this just to throw out a little weird perspective here with you all talking. I wonder how, like, I wonder how Andre will adjust to being in such a goofy, you know, at such a goofy table. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, that's something that I think um, I almost wish this is just a, a little bit of random tournament theory crafting <laughs> here, but I almost wish we had like a regional system where we mm. knew where the players at the final table were going to be from roughly so yeah. that we didn't have so many goofballs. At that <laughs> final. You know what I mean? Y'all are going to goof it up and it's going to, uh, can you make, uh, actually, here's one thing. Can you make me a promise that there won't be as many whispers? as oh yes no i've already i've already talked about this i am limiting whispers myself to only be non-important things on other people's turns i i really yeah watching back the games i'm like man these whispers are crazy Mm -hmm. so yes i've made a personal pledge yes good (laughs) i love it well um you know and i will say this just a my kind of final note here uh we both have the same uh first name so i should root for you right yeah yeah, that's how it works. Yeah. Uh, hunters got to stick together. Yeah, and so, yeah, if you win, that'll be, I will say that I won, is what I'll do. I'll say, well, Hunter won, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that sounds like a good plan. Awesome. Well, I'm really looking forward to uh, to seeing your play. And everybody check out uh, Game 31, Prelims Game 31. It's, re- it's, it's very cool. And then Semifinal Game 5, uh, Humble Checkmate. We will see you in the finals. Can't wait to be there. We have Andra here. How's it going, Andra? Hello, everything's great. How yeah, are you? I'm good. Uh, uh, very excited to have you uh, in this year's finals because in our third year now, it's our first showing of a continental European, the first to make it into a finals ever. Uh, I'm very excited for it. We've been talking about um, kind of how wacky some of the players are in this year's finals uh some people who try to break metas but uh, i i feel like you are on the other end of that spectrum and we're very excited to see you uh maybe not put up with <laughs> some of the crazier deals and uh wacky stuff would, would you say that's something you are hesitant to you know do, do you are you a hyper meta tradey player or do you kind of stick to the board a bit more where, where do you kind of fall in that spectrum well, uh, I like trading in the sense that if it's beneficial for both sides, then it's of course uh, really good to do it. But my rule is uh, if the deal takes more than one minute to explain, it's not a good deal. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you're okay. Well, you're who I'm rooting for in the finals now. Turns out <laughs> you're my favorite player. Yeah, that's that's a good metric. Uh, if it's if it's taking too long, that means it's too convoluted, and there's there you uh, you must be up to no good. So the worst is when it's like you know five minutes dealing about one trade. Code, right. And I'm like really. <laughs> so this was my semis game, like chatting chatting with Rando, like hey man, is it really necessary? And two people hustling about ah, I'm gonna sell it for four. Right. No, I want five. And I'm like really. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, well, so tell me more about um, factions you kind of lean towards or play styles uh, you you prefer. If it's if you know just you like standard dealing, but kind of what you know what else do you what you know what's your favorite factions? What are you hoping to play as in the finals? Uh, well, my favorite factions are the ones that I actually played because I think I'm one of the least experienced people in the in the tournament actually when i'm listening to the messages that people are uh, recording or when in the chat people are like yeah i played them five times i like wow <laughs> so the best best i have is archons that i played three times okay uh, so this this is my most experienced uh, faction that i'm with and i would like to play them because i know what to do uh, and my you know biggest nightmare is to play one of the factions that i've never played which yeah is like, 12, I would say, so <laughs> gotcha. I have 50% chance to get something terrible for me. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, so t tell me a little bit about uh, what you do, Andre. I want to I get behind the person. What, 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 do you, what do you do for a living? All right. I think I'm a bit boring. <laughs> I am a financial specialist for over 10 years now. Uh, so this is my main job that brings me money. And then I have a non-profit organization that does financial literacy in like high schools and elementary schools. And we are doing a lot of workshops for teachers. So this is my uh, fun work. That's very cool. Yeah. Wow. I, I need your services because I am uh, the least financially <laughs> literate person, maybe alive. Um but so, Congrats. <laughs> uh, you know, how would you say that kind of, uh, you know, education background and everything contributes to uh, what you bring to TI? I mean, like you, you even say, you know, you, you can kind of identify what deals are clearly beneficial to both parties and know when to go in on something. I mean, do, do you think some of that comes from kind of a math and finances background? I mean, I'm not sure. I would say I'm a very intuitive player. Uh, nevertheless, what my background is. Sure. Uh, and I just like to not waste people's time. <laughs> so when I see a deal that's really good for me, and I think it's really good for the other person because uh, I counted it that it's, yes, this is good for you. But the person is like, yeah, I'm not sure. And I'm just, okay, let it be. Let's, let's, let's just go. But I would be really good at this game if it was purely economical and the fact that there's some player interaction is what messes everything right. up okay me. gotcha so that if anything ti gets in the way of your primary skill sets which is just like i can run the numbers but the second someone gets in and starts trying to schmooze the other players you have difficulty interjecting and being a part of it. it's just like ah fine let them do their thing i gotta get out of the way yeah and the worst thing is if somebody does something that's like purely illogical i mean it doesn't right. give you a point it's, it's just to mess up with me i'm like wow totally <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome uh so tell me a little bit about your experiences in the prelims and the semis you know and what what's noteworthy to you, um, you know, your favorite plays or favorite moments from your own games that people should, like, be on the lookout for if they're going back and watching Andra's, you know, road to the finals. 
I mean, if you are a person who's not very lucky in the terms of like drawing good secret objectives, then you definitely would like to watch my games <laughs> because I am the worst. If there's a part of the game that I bet at, it's drawing secret <laughs> objectives. I'm terrible at it. So uh, most of my games that I've ever won uh, were like, you know, uh, all the public objectives and then like two custodian points right, and okay. one shard <laughs> and uh, stage two because I'm I am having very big difficulty scoring st uh, secrets, so. Gotcha, yeah, yeah. So uh, the ability to endure despite the luck not turning out in your favor uh, is Andra's story to the finals. Yeah, kinda. <laughs> I, I'm terrible at this. And I don't think I have like a uni unique play style. I just try to score the points like everybody else. So. Yeah. Well, I'm, I, I, I would, you know, of course, I'm going to disagree that you don't have unique playstyle, especially in this, in this finals. I'm, you know, I've, I've been very excited. I've, you've been winning me over with every game that you played, and I think most of it does come down to that, like, you are a person that is just fun to play with because you aren't messing around and like wasting a bunch of time. Um, there's an endurance factor that some players force onto others, and you're not here to, <laughs> to play that game, which is, I think. Uh, makes you uh, a man of the people. Uh, makes makes you the, the people's <laughs> champ, so that everyone can at least trust that Andra will be pushing for the finals to only be like an eight-hour game rather than like a twelve-hour game. <laughs> yeah, if if it's me, it's five-hour. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> when when I play any game, not only TI, my biggest goal is for the most of people because I'm usually the person who's hosting and oh, inviting sure. my friends. And my uh, biggest pleasure is when everybody has a good time. So if it, if it happens that somebody is not having a good time because they struggle, I feel the need to to help them out. So Absolutely. a lot of times I'm making uh, like very good deals for other people, right. when, especially when they are doing bad. So I'm like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I know that this gives you a point, but I'm just gonna wash you because yeah. you are not doing great, and I feel you because I've been exactly in this spot so many times. So and especially when there's like a super non-binding deal, like yeah, yeah I will, uh, you know, come off come off the system, and then it happens that I. Can't. I'm like, okay, so I'm gonna give you this relic, and I'm gonna give you this. I'm so sorry, I cannot do this, but it's just virtually impossible for me. But I'll compensate you. So yeah, a lot of times it just ends up me uh, being too favorable for uh, for other players and making deals that are not great for me. But yeah, I just really want people to have a good time. So that's also with the trading. I mean, I don't like to speak a lot and to waste other people's time when it's just two people making a deal. So if I can make it without, you know, four people being bored and waiting how it's going to turn out, I, I will. So yeah, that's well, that's awesome. So I'm, I'm thrilled. We're so glad to have you, Andrea. I cannot wait to see you in the finals. Uh, thank you for joining me today and, and helping everybody to, to get to know you a little bit better. And uh, we'll see you on August 7th at 1400 UTC. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for organizing this thing. I'm having a lot of fun. Talagos, what does that username mean? Oh, it's a, it's a bad guy I used in a D&D game a million years ago. Oh, heck so yeah. Back, back when I used to run campaigns. Oh, it's like, a, it's like an NPC that you used. Absolutely. He was one of the villains. So I uh, don't know what that says about me. <laughs> That's interesting that it, was, uh, that it was a bad guy because as a TI player, Talagos, my view of you, and correct me if this is wrong, um, is that you play... I would say a kind of nice guy deal making game. Would you say that that is accurate? Yeah, I think so. I I really like that um, rising tide floats all boats thing. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm, I'm a big fan of um, 
making sure that I help other people score their points and they help me. Normally, that works out quite well. And not, not just out of sort of altruism and, and giving other people games, but I, I strongly believe that in that final round, it needs to be about three or four people who are incentivized to stop the winner. Right. Um, and I think leaving someone behind and, and you know, making an enemy early, being mean, uh, that just doesn't sit well with me. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, it. I feel like it's very accurate to, so, so if we can talk a little bit, so you, so you um, were in uh, prelims game 24, you won as uh, Empyrean, and then semifinal game one, you won as Hakan. So both, both of those factions, very tradey, very deal-makey. I think it's interesting, though, that in game 24, it was actually, the way that game played out to me was a little bit more like, you were the only one that was going to win and they just couldn't figure out how to stop you. Well, yes, but I think the whole game turned a little earlier than that. Mm-hmm. I think it turned on uh, Muat's hero play. Which, oh, right, yeah. if you remember, yeah. it wiped out the most enormous Hakan fleet. Because Hakan really, I think that was Clawforce, he really had that game sewn up, I thought. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I felt like because Muat and I had had a really good game and we'd worked well together... Um, Rather than stop someone, he decided to go for the the high score of plastic destroyed with his hero. Right, yeah, and it was and, uh, and, I believe it was right after like it was like Hakan did the hero and built a ridiculous amount of plastic, and then it was like Muat's action right after that was Nova Seed. All of that, absolutely. He certainly it certainly wasn't unlocked at any point. Yeah, the Hakan build was done, and then the whole system was removed. Yeah, that's awesome. Um. Well, so as far as uh, as far as the the finals are concerned, I feel like, uh, and I don't know how much you're you're evaluating the other players, um, but I am interested into what you think is. It's a very deal makey finals table, in my opinion. It's going to be very it's going to be very talky. Um, how do you how do you feel like you play off of other players that are interested in? you know, being, you know, there's, there's a lot of different styles out there as far as deal making. There's, there's kind of rising tide floats all boats. There's also kind of used car salesman types, you know, um, where do you feel like you fall in with, uh, a group that is very talky? So I'm, I'm keen that I've got some things to sell. Yeah. So there's a, there's a lot of factions where there's at least, a, at least a few things that you can pedal. And I feel, um, you know, Hakan works really well for that. Empyrean works really well for that, but but they're not the only ones. Um, I know Nomad's a little little dull. It's been a bit overplayed now. But uh, but there's, there's plenty of factions out there that, mm-hmm. that you can peddle something. I'd love to get uh, Jolnar or uh, Muat, someone who's got commodities, who's got a, a decent promissory, um, and, and you can play with the table. Yeah. I would love, personally, to see some Muat gameplay, more Muat gameplay, especially in the finals. Uh, it would be such a good, for the, for the story of it, to see uh, Muat win in the end would be um, hilarious. Um, so, so let's say, let's kind of paint a hypothetical here just for fun as a little tease. Um, what is a faction that you feel like doesn't have those those kind of deal makey aspects that you feel like if you got stuck with, you would, you would really have to kind of go outside of your comfort zone with. Well, I'm not, I'm not a big sort of um, L1 or, or barony type player, someone who relies on the threat of force. And mm-hmm. that's, that's what I've got. But I do think it might be worth me uh, shaking up what I've played because 
people have seen the deal maker, they've seen the, the talkie, and there are a lot of good talkers at the table. So I might look to bring something that, that has a um, few offensive options in the arsenal too. Yeah. Yeah, I I think I think that it's uh I think there's like two directions I feel like the the finals draft might go, which would be uh, I'm very much anticipating it obviously, but I feel like it could be we get all of the all the factions that basically you just listed in addition to Hakan and Empyrean out there and it's just a deal maker's delight and the game takes, you know, maybe 15 hours and it's all whispers, you know. Or uh, we kind of go the other direction and it's a little bit fightier, a little bit bitier, and you find, you know, you find the deals that you can find, but not necessarily everyone out there with with every um, available deal making thing in their toolkit. Um, mm. how, I think, I, I think, we're gonna, yeah, I go think we're going to try and have less whispers um, for sure. And uh, I, I certainly put it out to the other finalists. Why don't we try and put uh, all five factions that haven't won in the draft? Wouldn't that be amazing? I love that. Yeah. Uh, they all laughed at me, but but I think it would be great. <laughs> yeah, I like that spirit. I mean, I want to see, you know, it's the finals game. I want to see, I want to see some different, like we've, we've all kind of learned like, yes, Nomad, very good. Nomad, best mad. I think we all agree that that is, uh, that that is true. But yeah, what about, you know, what about some of the, some of the factions we haven't heard from a lot? would be great. I got, I have an interesting question because I, I feel like my, my perception of you is a very modest guy. So I kind of want to, I, I kind of want to go in this direction. What do you think? How do you feel about your chances? <laughs> I, I think I probably play the most vanilla TI of, of the finalists. Um, I, I get the impression that there's some people who, um, well, I, I think Andre probably shuts a lot of things down and mm-hmm. just plays it his way. And I think m- most of the North American contingent are um keen to to swing things and influence things and um and play i think you described it as wacky a ti but you know i i think i think there'll be some shenanigans i feel like play the most straight down the line and that's kind of worked for me so far yeah but again maybe the final's the time to change it up yeah i don't know i i will say this uh i feel from the two you know we've got two uk representatives you and uh, Wolfen, and uh, you know we've we've always had a overrepresented uh, overrepresented American presence in the finals, but there hasn't been an American to win yet. And I feel like we could, I feel like the UK representation could uh, could take it home again. Um, so yeah, I I feel really good about you being in the game. I think I think you're a good player. Um, I wanted to ask you if you noticed the the how nobody voted on you before the game, but I was like, y'all are sleeping on Telagos. Did you, did you see that? Did you see when I did that? Did you see that? Well, I saw no one had voted for me and I, that's fine. I'm, I'm a relatively newbie on the scene, I, but I've, I've taken to it quite uh, enthusiastically. I've, I've got my 900 plus hours on TTS and, um, Whoa. yeah, uh, I've fallen hard for this game. I used to be a 40 K player and actually it's, it's really interesting so, uh, sorry, Warhammer 40,000. Yeah, yeah. I used to do lots of painting and playing with miniatures. And, uh, and I played that internationally as well. And there's a, there's a similarity between um, sort of a European play style, which is quite um, tight and specific and doesn't give a lot, and American play style, which is fast and loose, and, and this sort of UK one in the middle somewhere. Um, so it's interesting to see it translate across multiple games. Yeah. I like I like that way of putting it that there's like kind of a distinctly 
kind of continental Euro style and then an American style and then UK being in the middle. I would also kind of throw uh, Canadians into that like middle territory as somewhere between uh, the kind of goofier above the table play and the more grounded just uh, on the map play. Um, mm -hmm. Well, I'm, I'm really looking forward to the finals. I'm really looking forward to, to seeing your, I'm, I'm there. There's going to be definitely, I'm, there's a piece of me that's going to be rooting for, um, every player, of course, I'm excited about everybody, but I just wanted to tell you here at the close, you were, uh, you were one of the people I had my eye on from, from game 24. Um, oh. and if anybody hasn't seen game 24, which I think is, by the way, I think that's what, that's really what, um, that poll was, was telling me wasn't necessarily that people were like, Oh, Talagos doesn't have a shot. I just don't think a lot of people saw that game and they, they missed out basically. And so if you haven't seen game 24, please check it out. It's a great game and you played very well in it. And I am excited that you've gone all the way. And honestly, regardless of how it goes, I think, uh, I think you have, uh, especially with the amount of time that you've put into the game, which I think you can really see from your gameplay. Um, I think you're bringing a style to the finals that I'm very excited about. So thank you for participating. Thank you. And, and I must say, it's been really interesting, especially watching a bit of commentary and feedback on the games. You don't often see people, you know, second guessing your games and, and the things you do. And actually, it's it's a really useful learning experience. Mm -hmm. So um, I would really encourage other people to, to play in the tournament, see their games back and think, you know, what, what could I have learned from each one of them? Yeah, yeah, I, I totally agree. Well, thank you, Tilagos. That was uh, that was awesome. Thank you very much. See you on the 7th. I am now joined by Wolfen. Hello, Wolfen. How's it going? Hi there. Yeah. You've got a you've got a beautiful new uh, profile picture. I note that uh, I think what somebody like Jasper or someone in the community made you a new properly uh, thematic yes. Wolfen profile picture. That's wonderful. Yeah, that was Jasper. I want to I want to thank him again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he actually he saw my old profile pic in the prelim game. He said he was disappointed that there wasn't enough <laughs> representation for the dolphin. Yeah, you've got a and, nice uh, yin-yang uh, symbol with a wolf on one side and a dolphin. So properly representing both species now. Uh, so, yeah. Wolfen, uh, you you had uh, two wins, both as Empyrean in this tournament. So to kick things off, I just want to ask, is that... Uh, do you feel like you had been working on your Empyrean game at all? Or was it just like, hey, Empyrean's good and I have access to them and I can get them? Like, was, you know, was was there, how much prep were you bringing to these Empyrean wins? Uh, a little bit, but not much. Empyrean was my, like, I think they're one of those factions that are very good, but not good enough to impose heat. Uh-huh. Like oh, the, that's such a good the way perfect, to put it. They're the perfect middle running faction. Right. Yeah. In, well, in and that, I, I think too, it seems like your style leans perfectly into that, which is, I mean, you got some heat in both games. Like you, you, you got slapped <laughs> around quite a bit, but still I didn't were have a single planet. Yeah. There was enough, you had sowed enough discord and, and there was enough question of what you maybe were capable of. Basically both of your wins were from a like, Oh wait, Wolfen has it. Oh my gosh. What? We thought that, you know, that we, we, nobody expected this for you, you know, uh, your your prelims game was uh, nobody knew what your secret was, and you had been punished quite a bit, and so they had moved on moved on to other people they needed to to slow down. But you had the secret all along, and basically the same thing in the semis. So uh, 
you know, you, you, you listed that as a strength to Empyrean. Would you list that as one of your own strengths as a player, kind of laying as as low as you can? Um, or do you, you know, do you do you consider yourself quite a talker? Uh, I, I'm not really sure. I, I like to make deals. I like to talk above the table. Totally. But as far as um, aggressive plays goes, I'm not that kind of player. Yeah. Uh, like, I think you saw in both my games, I didn't, I don't think I attacked anyone, actually, right. apart from when it won me the game at the very end. Yeah, definitely. What do you, um, when you are, I guess, looking for deals and whatnot, I mean, I don't recall any time you also ever, like, proposed any sort of, I mean, you know, we didn't see any casinos from Wolfen, right? We didn't see any wild <laughs> uh, meta-breaking plays. You just sort of, like, play the table, do the deals. Is there anything you are intentionally looking for uh, in your deal-making? Uh, usually, my whenever I'm looking at deal-makings, uh, I think everyone does it, is where you, you try and make the deal seem as fair as possible where you know you're getting that little bit extra out of it from <laughs> some unseen third party that right. wouldn't right. normally some... come even come into the equation. Totally. Some condition is making it to where actually you're getting the better end of this deal, but it, it can look on the surface like we're we're doing a fair trade. That that, yeah. that and, a lot and usually of you find the other person's doing the exact same right. thing. Right, exactly. They, everybody so. <laughs> everybody thinks they're getting the better end of of any yeah. any given deal. Uh you are one of our two uh brits in this year's finals you and talagos yeah. are our british folks so uh that that'll be fun to see how things turn out this year uh this year also features our first continental european ever in the finals so are you are you ready to uh <laughs> to make great britain proud <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll try my best i guess <laughs> honestly i didn't expect to make it this far <laughs> man that is okay <laughs> that is the thing that everybody has said this year it's like everybody had imposter syndrome going into this year's this year's tournament and yeah. nobody in the finals feels this it, we've received no confidence from anybody nobody thinks they're gonna win <laughs> nobody thinks they belong here it's like no i'm telling nope. you you all are very very good players i've watched you play you're good you trust yourself <laughs> Yeah, I, I just uh, I saw this tournament. I've, I was watching your podcast for quite a while. Uh, I, I think I watched last year's tournament, and I thought this looks really fun. I'd, I'd love to get involved <laughs> next year, maybe. Well, that's I'll, I'm, do, I'm do glad on a you win. did. Yeah, we're 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 <laughs> thrilled to have you in it. Um, I'm I'm curious if there's uh, what what do you what do you do for a living, Wolfen? I'm an accountant. Okay. So, uh, we get a lot of those in this community. It turns out, I know. Well, that's the thing is, everybody says the same thing with that with that response too, which is just like, "Yeah, I'm just an accountant." It's like, "Hey, don't you dare disparage <laughs> yourself." There's nothing wrong with that, and obviously, it's given you some success uh, in in working out. I mean, you know, as much as any anything contributes to your play. Uh, do you feel like you are pretty decent at like running the statistics of combats or, or anything like that? I mean, is, does math come super easily to you? I think that the math side of, like, not so much the combats, I don't... Sure. Because I don't do many combats, I'm still not quite down to... I just avoid combats. I can't lose any money if I don't ever sacrifice it to the... <laughs> yeah. I do have a... I do have a habit of playing the odds of, like, how, like, stacked the decks are in my favor or, like, what chances I've got getting certain points over other points kind of things. Okay. Sure. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. So, are there any uh, any factions you're kind of on the hunt for in the finals? Anything you're specifically looking to play, or is there anything you're afraid of seeing make it into the draft that you might end up being uh, uh, forced to play? Any any anything that you feel like uh, maybe besides Empyrean that kind of embellishes your strengths? Um, I I tend to avoid the more uh, wargamey factions. Mm -hmm. 
but I'm not completely against them. I, I quite like all the factions. Um, I, I currently, actually, I'm trying to uh, get a win with every faction. That's my own personal goal at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Got my own, my checklist going. <laughs> the, the only faction I've not played yet is Titans. Oof, uh, well, that's okay. You can be excused from that, I think. Uh, I... Every time I try, they they get banned. Yeah, exactly. The, this <laughs> tournament, they weren't they weren't hanging out. So I did I did make a promise to one guy in my IRL group. Uh, if I ever got to the finals and did this interview, I'd give him a shout out. Oh, great! Uh, is uh, the guy who taught me to play TI? Uh, call him Mr. Andy Mechatol himself. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome. Cool. Shout out to Mr. Andy Mechatol. Love it. Yep. Well, Wolfen, we are we're very excited to have you in the finals. Uh, I'm I'm excited to see the dynamic of this group. This is this is such an interesting group, and and Hunter and I have been racking our brains trying to figure out how all of these different uh, personalities are gonna like come to a head. Basically, is there any of your uh, co-finalists you're uh, you're nervous about? Have you been keeping up with the games? You've been doing research on your fellow players. I did watch most of the semis. Uh, whenever I could when I was around and you just got to be scared of all of them. Yeah, sure. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> They're all crazy great players. So. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's definitely going to be gonna a be lot of fun. I, that's, I think maybe that's the aspect I'm the most excited about is all of you are uh, very chill, fun people. I mean, almost every single player so far has mentioned like, I'm just, I just think it's a great game and I like to play it with fun people. And, and both of your games were ones where notably like everybody were there was just kind of having a good time. Uh, so I, I really feel like this will be the finals that is just like the, these people are just friends that happen to be in the finals <laughs> of a tournament together. How did that work out? I think that's the best vibe, isn't it? That's what, that's what we want to go that's for. That's what we're finals. all here for, exactly, yeah. Well, Wolfen, thank you so much for joining me today. And, and again, we, we super look forward to having you in the finals. I look forward to it, and thank you for hosting a, a great tournament. It's, it's really good. Hey, so I am here uh, with Teddy. With Teddy's jam for you, I should say, which and now this is, I would say, a pretty good opportunity to start with a fairly basic question. What does Teddy's jam for you mean? Um, it's actually a reference to an 80s uh, sort of prototypal New Jack swing song called um, Teddy's Jam. What? By Guy. Yeah, uh, so there was a, there's a 80s and 90s musician Teddy Riley um who made New Jack Swing sort of the the genre that inspired the back uh uh Boys to Men um wow. and yeah he has a song called Teddy's Jam that was with a group called Guy there are many versions of Teddy's Jam but during the song uh the singer continues to sing Teddy's Jam for me over and over again for basically the length of the song wow so this is just like a play off of that. This is Teddy's jam for you. Exactly. It's like, well, this jam is for you, whoever the other person is. Wow. I uh, was not expecting that fun of an explanation for that, Teddy. So that was, yeah, that was great. Uh, that's good. Uh, I love Ooh. that. Um, so Teddy, um, you obviously played, uh, you, you've made it to the finals. Uh, you, I would say a lot of, I would say half the table, maybe more than half the table have a reputation as being kind of deal makey but i feel like you have the of of the deal makey players maybe the strongest rep uh reputation for being a deal maker um how do you feel like philosophically you approach 
Twilight Imperium in the terms of uh, being a deal maker and making deals with people? That's a good question. Um, so I think that like to do well, I, 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 I'm, I'm really uh, afraid of being embarrassed while I play, right? Mm-hmm. So like I never want to do absolutely terribly. So I think coming from that position of fear, um, like I like to make deals because I think at, at the very least, if two people get value, uh, they can both sort of do well. Right, like if right. you are willing at a base level to negotiate points with people, then you're both at least going to score some points and like not be embarrassed at the end of the day. So I think that's part of why I like to make deals, like because it it just makes scoring easier for both people involved. Yeah, it's kind of that. Uh, it's that classic rising tide floats all boats type meta. Um, how do you feel like you play along with people that like kind of push back against that or don't or don't play into that? What's kind of your strategy there? That's really difficult. And like uh, some members of my play group definitely have that style. Uh, I just try to play really defensively in those cases. Like that's why I usually, you know, I often like PDS factions. Um, like I, in base game, I was a big fan of uh, X-Cha mm-hmm. um, or even like, is Sorrel, even though they're not particularly good at defense, if you can make someone believe that at the given moment you have the action card that will just happen to ruin their specific need at that second, like if you can do that, you can stay sort of safe. Yeah. So if somebody's not willing to like make, you know, then then it's just like I'm gonna play defense and try to collect counters. Yeah, yeah. Um. So in your uh in your prelims game, we saw you play as uh as Mentak. Um, and then in your semifinals game, we saw you play as Argent. Argent, of course, totally goes along with what you're saying with the PDS kind of defensive uh, thing. I got a question for you, though, about the... Because I loved the... Uh, your semifinals game it was great. Uh, everybody should should watch all of the finalists' games regardless. But your prelims game was uh, really fantastic to me because you picked Mentak. And you're not the only finalist that picked Mentak in the prelims, I should say. But... Um, I was just, I was very surprised by the pick, and then I was surprised that you played them so well. Um, are they a faction that you play normally, or was it kind of like just a, like a good day for Mentak and a good day for you, or? Uh, I think that's a pretty fair statement. Like, I like Mentak. I think Ambush is really um, underrated in terms of, like, how much it will dissuade people from doing things to you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like... And honestly, I think I probably forgot Ambush like once or twice in the game, but it's it's more just that like people don't want to bother with attacking Mentak sometimes, so I like that. I honestly just like, I just got lucky, drew good secrets, tons of economic uh, objectives came out, um, and managed to talk my way out of a you know, couple of uh, troubling scrapes. Right, yeah, and that actually very neatly, uh, my next question for you is about talking your way out of, I don't know how you did it. Because it's weird that you and I, I hope I'm not spoiling it for you for the finals, but it kind of is already spoiled because in your prelims game, you had to talk somebody out of a was it Nova Seed both times? Yeah, that was? yeah. yeah. two Nova Seeds, <laughs> two Nova Seeds. I mean, I think part of I, I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm just like, I generally believe what I'm saying. Yeah, so you know what? I, I think you know, that helps. I want to say this. Uh, you you have that type of meta where I believe what you're saying too. It's like it's this weird thing where I feel like maybe maybe it has to do with the defensive play style because if you play defensive, you can sort of make the argument in the late yeah. game. 
that, hey, maybe it's sort of too late and that doing this thing to hurt me is now pointless. But yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Like, you can also, the nice thing, both a nice and actually horrible thing about Twilight Imperium is that, like, people get ridiculously philosophical. Um, you know, and start asking, like, well, what does it mean to win? <laughs> like, <laughs> who deserves what? What is the, how are you supposed to finish? Like, and sometimes in those moments, like, it can come down to, like, look, at the end of the day, POK more than ever is, like, essentially a game of chance. There's skill involved, of course, but, right. like, so much has to do with the probability of given things occurring. And in a lot of cases, you're, like, special abilities, um are one-time use and essentially like you want to make it count and so it's like uh it's i don't want to say it's easy but it to me it just makes sense like why would you use the one thing that like for you you want to get something out of to like you know stop the one out of whatever chance that the other person wins like you know like but, the, I mean, obviously, like, well, if the game ends, the game's over, so you should right. try and to then, keep and, the game going, then, but... No, but it, it, it is a good logic of... Because I, I, you know, I very strongly believed it in your semifinals game, um, where I was almost like... The way that the final round sort of played out was like, you had two secrets in hand, um, they yeah. needed to be scored, otherwise it wasn't happening. Um, yeah. And I, you, you kind of talked to the table out of that being a reality and about an hour into the last round, I remember even in my commentary, I'm like, yeah, no, I don't think that, that those two are scorable. And I, th- I think you just, ha- you have a real knack for, um, having like kind of concrete messaging, you know, that <laughs> I think is very graspable for the other players. And you, t- you talk a lot of sense, even though, even though it's like uh, you're you're the type of player that has sort of talked themselves out of um, negative things happening to them in the final round and then going on to win those games, but yeah, I yeah. I do think it makes a lot of sense what you're saying about the like one time use thing. Is like, are you really going to use this thing this one time to hurt me right now, or are you going to think about the possibilities in the future? And then it turns it just turns out that there wasn't a future in those right. games. There's no future. The future's over. Yeah. Um, there was done. <laughs> I mean, like, I also just like drawing fleets to dust was a very lucky circumstance. I yeah. guess like yeah. I guess in terms of like play style, um it's a lot of fun to sort of shift the way the game is thought about. Um I do like encouraging that kind of like chaos or even like, hey, shouldn't we all just give up together? You know, like yeah. <laughs> it is fun to try to make those things happen. Well, so as far as um, as far as the finals game, uh, it's coming up. I'm very excited about it. Uh, I'm wondering if you have any teases as far as like what you're thinking about going into this group, because it's a very... I mean, it's it's a very talky group. Honestly, a lot of you kind of feel cut from a similar you know, yeah. from a similar chord. So what are, you, what are you thinking about as far as dynamics going into the finals? So honestly, I just like, I'm, uh, I'm surprised I, uh, I'm, I'm in them uh, at all. And uh, I like uh, all the other players. Really, I'm just most excited for the map. Like the, the thing that's going to be the most exciting to me is like not knowing what the map is and trying to sort of wing 
the yeah. draft based on instantly seeing a map. So I think that's really going to inform like more than anything else. Uh, I'm excited for that challenge. And obviously the other players are going to be in the same position there. So like seeing which factions we all end up with based on this map we don't know, that's right. what I'm uh, actually emotionally preparing for, I yeah. guess. Yeah, it's going to be really exciting to 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 show y'all um to show y'all the map. I would say the the map this year, I mean, obviously I'm, I'm not going to reveal anything about it, but it's, yeah. it's very striking and you're going to see it and it's and then it's immediately going to be like, "All right, here's here's what needs to happen in this draft." Um so yeah, yeah. I'm excited for that and I'm excited for the game. Um Teddy, it's been great talking to you. Is there any, anything you want to end on? Anything anything you got? You want to throw out there? I guess I want to plug my band if it's okay. Yes, please. Uh, plug your band. Everybody listen to Russian Baths. Uh, that's my band. Russian we're we're noisy. If you like noisy things, you might like us. This actually sounds uh, right up my alley, so I'm going to check this out. Thank you so much, Teddy. Um, it's been great Ooh. talking to you. And yeah, I will see you uh, at the finals. Yeah, I'm excited. Thanks for uh, Thanks for chatting. Okay, I'm here with Kool-Aid. Hey, buddy, how's it going? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, so, okay, let, to, to dive into this, first off, let's get, let's get some bad blood out of the air because I think I did you dirty, right? You had a prelims game this year where some wackadoodle things happened, and in the commentary, I was first very, 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 very tired. So that's not on you. And that, that was tiredness that. led to me giving some eye rolls at your... Pretty lucky victory. I guess we can somewhat define that a bit. People can go watch the game. But Kool-Aid, you won via being one point behind a tiebreaker. And then in an agenda phase, playing an Imperial Rider that your barony neighbor kind of just let you have, right? They just gave it to you and then made themselves <laughs> the, the target of the thing that you put the Imperial Rider on, giving you the point you needed. And then on a lucky objective draw found yourself a win. You beat people like Stads is a well-known player, but you also beat D20 Chemist, and that's something I want to focus on because <laughs> D20 Chemist plays crazy, and then in your semis game, which we actually just played earlier today and we're, when we're recording this, you played against Kraken, who's also insane and does Big crazy money. things to the game. So I feel like what we're falling into is your ability to navigate players who are trying to break the meta and you find a way out of it. So so how, how do you make it through these wacky games? Um, I think in general, I mean, I think in more applies to game one is that i you know i think in general i just try to be friends with everybody you know yeah. go along with the madness i don't try to let it uh um get to me too much you know i, I even in my you know irl games just crazy stuff happens so i'm all right. for it i think that's kind of the reason why i love ti so um i think being able to to have good relations with everybody does play a long way in you know letting a barony player let me into the uh, tiebreaker right. so something like that definitely matters well and i i think that that holds a lot of weight in terms of you're an incredibly friendly person. You're you're great to play with in both games. You are like the talkative, jovial player at the table. Uh, we we've seen players like this where they find this just like extra meta points that that help them along because nobody wants to hurt the nice guy at the table necessarily. Uh, your semis game, you had a great relationship uh, with your neighbor to the right. Uh, your neighbor to the left was less uh was less uh, playing ball but you know you you aren't just getting attacked for random reasons and you aren't taking crazy leads you get to like play in the shadows 
and then you know find a win elsewhere uh kind of fr- from out of nowhere in that kind of friendly atmosphere i guess w- where do you um strategically try to focus your your efforts you know some people are doing lots and lots of math some people are just playing the social game what mm-hmm. are you actively trying to manipulate at the table yeah, so I mean, I think the the biggest thing that I try to focus on is always like trying to single out who I think is ahead and still being friendly with that person um, to kind of say like in the in the semis game right away, you know, uh, you know, I was already watching the VOD back and I noticed that like, yes, like Nomad has a great start right now. Mm-hmm. Let's make sure people know about Nomad having a good start. Like wh- whoever's doing well, you know, make sure that there's pressure on them. Um so I'm always trying to do that. And then on top of that, like trying to make friends with people who I think can help me do something about that um, and kind of right. like further myself in a way. Um, so that's, I think that's something like very strategic that I try to go for right away. For sure. Yeah. I mean, I we were getting a kick out of uh, kind of in the, in the penultimate agenda phase and going into the strategy phase. You have this wildly obvious path to victory. Um, your speaker, you have a lot of things going up your sleeve, and you still managed to turn the whole table into exclusively talking about Nomad and Hakan, the two other players that would only win after you won. And there was almost no discussion about how to stop Kool-Aid until like the action phase properly started. But in the rest of the rounds and other moments, you you grabbed a hold of that conversation and was just like, guys, we have to talk about Nomad. And everyone else followed you and you sort of led that talking charge to kind of somehow you managed to pull the heat off of yourself which is a a major part of what lets you get the stuff you needed to get yeah and i think part of that's just building good grace with people right like you know at the same time it's like yeah we all have paths but if you have a really good relationship with me are you more likely to come after me or go after somebody else who might have done any dirty earlier on right totally so that's kind of the mat the the mental math i do in terms of like the metagame, win-making situations, you know, I think I think people just subliminally, subliminally are less likely to, to come after you hard uh, in situations like that. Um, obviously, if you pull far, further ahead, it's harder to do that. And that's actually why I think, especially in the, the game that just happened today, the prelim, or the, the semis, like, we were very hard talking through the, the support swaps, right? Because I was right. trying to, to get the support swaps to somebody who... You know, I was trying to game that in a situation where I wouldn't have to worry about them coming after me. And I was trying to maybe get somebody. I was trying to get Titans on board who I already knew wasn't, uh, maybe we didn't have the best working relationship initially, I guess, maybe. So I was, like, trying right. to sell that. Didn't work out, but I think it ended up uh, for the better, I guess, because I swapped with Nomad and, and they couldn't do anything about me um, kind of in that last round. So, For sure, yeah. And uh, we, we had you in uh, the 2020 tournament as well, and you were notably in uh, what I believe is the absolute longest game of the prelims. It ran something like 14 hours long. It was uh, long day. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you did not find victory in that one. Um, Kaluin was... But w- today's game uh, ended relatively quickly. I don't remember the timestamp on the first one. It was Are like you seven, the kind of, do, do you do you think you have that staying power for super super long games, or do you feel yourself running out of steam and, and running out of the mental energy to keep up with all of the things when when things go into those late hours of game time? Yeah, I think it. I think it just comes out to like how well do I think I have a chance? You know, um, mm-hmm. I think my brain can 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 handle it um obviously i do like to play faster if i can just to to get it you know out of the way right um 
but I think I, you know, I've had long games IRL as well. Um, and those are, I mean, those are obviously more social. It's a little bit of a different, um, right. like meta game that's going on. You kind of just, you know, have some food with, with friends, you know, right, there isn't right. really that on TTS, but, um, yeah, overall I, I, I enjoy shorter, but some of my deal making, cause again, I do have to, I tend to do a lot of talking. It can drive things a little bit like longer. Yeah. I'm not as active as I'd like to be on the other um, Tabletop Simulator Discord. Do you play on Tabletop Simulator uh, very often, or are you primarily no. a uh, home home player? Yeah, I mean, I barely actually played TI. Um, the My prelims game, I think, was my second full game of POK. Wow. Um, okay. Natu so... a, 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 a raw talent, a natural gift for the game, Kool-Aid. That's what we've got here. <laughs> yeah, so I spend a lot of time just thinking about it and, uh, you know, posing ideas to, to Jolnar Binks for Big Splash, but uh, less time playing. <laughs> um, I think that was mentioned recently in an episode of that, you know, the time that people actually spend playing sometimes. So, That's you know, funny. just got a busy life, so it's hard to kind of fit in sometimes. Yeah, well, I'm I'm curious. You say you've got a busy life. Let's let's dip into that a little bit before, before you've got to go. What do you, what's your... What's your life like, Kool-Aid? What do you do for a job? Yeah, so, uh, you know, I'm in school, but I'm getting my PhD. So right off the bat, that does take up a lot of time. Yeah, um, and yeah. this in this past year, I've also been working for the Department of Health, uh, like as an epidemiologist working oh, dear. on COVID. <laughs> so, yeah, it's uh, it's been a lot. Um, you know, it's it's been tough. It's been fun. Um, happy to, to be able to kind of help out with public yeah. health and everything. But uh, but yeah, it's it's been crazy. So wow. So our representative uh, in this in this finals for uh, one of the people saving all of our lives, Kool Aid. Uh, thank you. Drink the Kool Aid. Get your vaccine. Drink you the Kool. <laughs> oh my That's god. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> That's very good. Okay. Yep. Drink the Kool Aid. I'm in. I'm in. I'm suddenly in for it. Uh, I'm I'm here. I've got my vaccine. Kool Aid is in my system. Thank you so much for joining us on this one. Uh, thank you for everything you do in the in the health services community. Everyone, go get your vaccine, uh, and uh, we'll see you very soon in the finals. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure, and looking forward to it. How about that? Yeah. How about all that? We're back. Hi. Um, interview zone is done. How did we do yeah. as interviewers? That's a little bit of feedback I'd want up at the top. Sure. Is do you think have we improved as interviewers? In the past, it seemed like such a crazy thing for us to talk to people mm -hmm. that just play the game, and now I feel like it's it's it feels kind of old hat. But we don't really do it on the show that often. Well, and I I think it's really funny for us to do this because like you know if we're talking some other like big sport, you know NBA players get used to like post game interviews and stuff. But we're talking to, like, most of these people have never had to do an interview. You know what yeah, I mean? So right. we're talking to people who who we were just sort of like, hey, come here. We want to talk to you. And they're like, well, I just like to, I just like to play. Uh, sorry, <laughs> don't bother me. Uh, so I And this year especially, I feel like this is the shyest year we've had of players a little bit. I Mine disagree. More than your, mine I, more than you did. you Because you right. had, like, Humble, and Humble is the opposite. Am I right? Well, and, and, and you know, I just bring it out of people. Yeah, you sure, know, like, yeah. I, I change them. <laughs> just talking to me changes your... And I who just intimidate set. them. Yeah. yeah, and you kind of... you. you back them into a corner with overcomplicated questions that are pointed and then they have no room to maneuver they have to give you exactly what you're looking for and hunter, you've proved hunter here, really no, hold hates back, my hold interview back, style hold back hold back you've proved that you're very smart with your very good question you know what i mean like it's like that question was really smart that's but, impossible to answer but look how smart matt like, is it's Ooh. Like, 
Yeah, yeah. Imagine uh, your questions at like a brunch, you know, and people are like eating and then you're like, you know, high lead in. It, now it's just kind of sounding like I'm. Like, it's like our friend feedback. Sean. Our friend Sean will will ask questions that are so leading, like just, just like it. It'll be like, huh, so the new foundation republic. Am I right? And you're like, I don't know what. What are you talking about? Yeah. Like, what you don't know? You yeah. don't understand? Oh, yeah. you don't know about the new foundation republic? Yeah. You need me to tell you about the new foundation that's republic? A, that's a different. That's a different type of thing. But it's it's sort of it's a cousin of yeah, what exactly. of what I'm talking about. <laughs> That's just the like, oh, you don't know about a thing, and I'm going to pretend you do, but yeah, I know you don't. Exactly. And then we just hear you admit that you don't. Yeah, yeah. Um, Anyways, about these players, I am, uh, I'm stoked for this year's final because I said it in I said it in Wolfens, uh, but like, this is just like a group that's gonna hang out. Like, this is a fun group of people. Yeah. I feel like more so than any year. So first off, this year started with top level uh, competition from the get go. Like the, this year's prelims were way more intense than Very any intense. previous year's prelims like yeah. super good play across right, the board right so this year's finals already the assumed level is like wow th this is like top tier stuff and what's hilarious to me is amongst that top tier gameplay we have six players that are like yeah i just i just really just enjoy the game it's just fun to play and, and get to sit down with six other you know or five other like-minded people that enjoy the game like you know I, none of mine are like running the numbers and like going crazy they're yeah, just yeah. like excited to play a very good game no I, yeah i would say that i would say similar things about um the players that i interviewed as well i think i have a theory i want to posit a theory okay i think that this is uh we are at a point where really cool stuff has happened in tournament history yeah so for the first time the idea like there's more i think pressure on mm -hmm. these players than there would have been in finals groups uh, of the past. Yeah. Like, think about it. Like, even, let's say, the first tournament, uh, no one had ever won a tournament right. before because we hadn't had one before. So there was no, like, you know, we, we like, there's players that we get excited about and we tend to talk about a lot on the show. And then those players get, you know, huge in the community and very rich, like, wealthy oh, man, off so of it. Much money. They make a lot of money off Magi of it. Magi wrote his Necro Guide, and, like, that thing, that so <laughs> millions of copies sold. But, but You know what I mean? That guy's I, got book deal after book deal. We're joking around, but do you sort of get my point? Like, it's like, there's a certain, I don't want to, I'm going to, like, I don't know, I'm going to get mad at myself for saying this, but it's like, we sort of have mythologized a little bit, just a tiny bit. There's it's not some even players. we, because this is a community effort. Yeah, so it's their <laughs> fault. You're right. It's not our <laughs> fault. We didn't do it. But uh, but so there's some players that are just well-known in the community and some players and plays that have happened in yeah. tournament games that were just a big deal. If you're a new listener, uh, I urge you to check out the finals of, of years past, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, there was some, especially last year's finals, the ending is ridiculous the coolest and, and you know what here's the thing i think maybe let's just talk about that so last year's finals had a ridiculous ending and i feel like maybe these players are thinking a little bit like oh are we gonna be able to deliver what's my this crazy gonna be moment yeah. like this insane moment and i you know i for one love that it seems like their response as a group to maybe that pressure that they may or may not be feeling uh -huh. is now nah, whatever we're just gonna play again yeah we just want to hang great. out that's yeah, good. So good that's exactly it yeah. and uh, that's like I'm, any other athlete like getting into the zone yeah or whatever there's different ways to like word that but like just when someone's just like I stopped having pressure on me and I just 
played just my play. game. Yeah, and I'm I'm that's what I'm so well. And to like have. you know, why should they feel pressure? Because it's just like a dumb thing. This is and for nothing. No, they get nothing <laughs> at all. But I mean, we will be really excited to find out who of these six yeah. is going to be the winner. Like, right. right. That's yeah. going to be amazing. I'm stoked for it. I I. Who do you think it's going to be? So let's. Well, okay. I wanted to play this game. Okay. Rather than just who do you think it's going to be? I think we kind of did that last week. More importantly, real fast lightning round. Let's go through each of the players and what does their victory look like? Okay. Okay. So let's just start with Humble Checkmate. If Humble Checkmate were to win, what does his win look like? Um, I would say that if Humble is going to win, what it's going to look like is uh, a lot of deal making in the early game with the other very prone to deal making players, mm-hmm. uh, getting a lot of good sides of those deals, and then in... If it's going to be similar to other games that I've seen with him, uh, Humble is going to need to lead some sort of very complicated Winslay charge where other players are taken out and not humble right he's very good at pointing the finger at everyone else he's and a getting finger you pointer. To, to ignore everyone else mm-hmm. uh <laughs> I'll, I'll plead the case for andra andra's win will come about because uh lots of other people got hung up in non-binding wacko deals and andra just sat there and played a straight game and like didn't let anyone take advantage of him and comes out with just like all of these ships. And it's just like, that's fun that you have all those trade goods, but actually for all these control objectives, I'm just going to win now with all of my stuff that I've been buying rather than like hoarding stupid sums of money through super weird deals or like trading positions. I'm just going to have a solid slice and win the normal way. Yeah. That's, that's my take on Andre. Yeah. Um, I'll talk about Teddy now. I think Teddy um, Teddy has kind of a reputation. We've talked about Teddy as if Teddy is like aggressively deal making, and I've been thinking about that, especially since talking to Teddy about it. Um, I think that this is actually what Teddy's win will look like if, if Teddy wins. Uh, he will have kind of already gotten himself into such a good position mm-hmm. that all he has to do is is talk sense and make sure that whatever limited narrow opening is available that the other players do not capitalize on that right um but but teddy does a good job of like i think telling the truth yeah when playing but not necessarily showing his you know his hide or something you know what i mean like it's like it's 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 good sense talking it's kind of different than uh your kind of used car salesman type stuff that we see sometimes Right, right uh wolfins to me, Wolfen's win will be deeply in the shadows. Uh, even if, I mean, we've seen games where Wolfen like comes out to a pretty decent point lead or whatever, maybe somewhat early. But I think with this group, Wolfen will just lurk and be a part of deals that matter, but not a part of too many. And it'll just be the thing that after some humble the checkmate win slaying and all of that, Wolfen is the one left amongst the ashes because they stayed so quiet no one ever looked at wolfen at six and then wolfen pulls out a four-point swing in round five or whatever i'm gonna add an addendum to that yeah so if wolfen wins he will have no plastic yeah (laughs) there's that too that's right they'll have the planet in their home system and nothing else yes and they'll score a four-point swing round somehow yes yes (laughs) uh so yeah wolfen will make uh lemons or lemonade with the (laughs) very few lemons yeah um talagos talagos will win through sheer uh, very solid, very good diplomacy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Talagos has a really good handle in the game as far as like making things very 
uh, copacetic, like yeah. very like, oh, everything's just like kind of good for everybody. Telagos is, there's a lot of uh, players in this finals this year that you could assign that like, um, you know, uh, floats all boats type Philosophy. way of yeah. thinking. But I think Telagos is uh, maybe your sweetest example right. of that. And I think, again, I, I also think that if Telagos wins, it will be kind of like a, a quiet out of nowhere victory yeah. where all of a sudden it's like, oh, you know what? Telagos is really set up for this. And also, I think Telagos does a good job of kind of hanging out defensively and sort of making it like, hey, let's all be friends. Um, but also, if you wanted to hurt me, that would be like very inconvenient yeah, yeah. for you. I was going to, my, my addendum, my addition would be like, Telagos and Wolfen, I actually think are somewhat similar. Where I the, think so they kind of, they, they stay under the radar. They're not super loud, so they don't get a lot of attention drawn to them. But Telagos is opposite of Wolfen. Telagos will have their whole home system and their whole slice firmly locked down. And when their win is in sight, it's like, oh, there's. That's it. I mean, yeah. you, you don't get in. Wolfen, I would say, plays a little bit riskier yes, than Telagos exactly. does. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so then to round it off, Kool-Aid is... <laughs> Kool-Aid <laughs> is my favorite one because Kool-Aid, to me, plays ball with Humble. And Kool-Aid and Humble just take the table by storm with deal-making and go just, like, have fun with it. I mean, it's and it's just going to be wacky. And, like, I can foresee Twitch chat being, like... I love these two. Holy cow. Like, they, whatever they cook up, crazy deals. And I think Humbles will get very much the better of him. And Kool-Aid will have gotten the better end of way too many wackadoodle deals with Humble Checkmate. And it'll just be like, uh-oh, we made Kool-Aid a millionaire. And, uh, he, you know, he took advantage of a very lucrative situation and put himself in, like, an unstoppable position. I think if Kool-Aid wins, it will be sudden and it will be <laughs> very ridiculous. Right. Um, because that's kind of not necessarily the nature of Kool-Aid's win in the semifinals. No. But definitely the prelims. That was one of the most controversial <laughs> wins. And the fact that he went on to the finals. Yeah. I, it's great. I it's love hilarious. it. It's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a player who in the semis we were like, just, and, and I say this like firmly believing that Kool-Aid does deserve to be here. But there was a question in my mind of like, does Kool-Aid really deserve it? Because like, they went on a goofy tiebreaker. Right. But they clearly have proven themselves and the whole point of it is they find their way out of like these absolute maniacal situations like it's it is so funny the stuff that kool-aid has managed to get the better of he he's so good at navigating like a landfill a, a minefield a landfill a landmine <laughs> landmine land and minefield no, land both field. went through you know my head land shut, up, <laughs> shut up shut up uh but he he's so good at navigating a minefield and then just coming out completely clean from it yeah, I think I think that Kool-Aid is really good at kind of improvising and yeah. and yes anding whatever else. I mean the fact that Kool-Aid was able to look at the casino thing and be like that all in, let's go. Yeah, yeah <laughs> that a lot of people I mean, especially in chat, there were even people that were just kind of like rolling their eyes at it, mm -hmm. like not on board mm -hmm. at all. There were also people in chat that were really stoked about yeah. it. Um, I didn't like how long it took to sure, explain of course. the rules. But the we all same know that, thing but... goes for Kool-Aid's prelims game, which was the D20 chemist game. And it's like, oh, this guy's doing crazy stuff. That's cool. True. Let's play around in the crazy zone. I, that sounds good. That's true. Uh, Kool-Aid is good at playing off of stuff like that. So we will see. We'll and, see. And if... I think Humble is our sort of weird meta changer. And I think Kool-Aid's going to lock in on Humble and find a way through whatever mess Humble cooks up. So that's okay. My, that's my case. We talked now, way longer now about Now you sound like you're dumping now I'm on like Humble. A, no, How no, dare no, 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 no. We, How dare we, you? We, we pled a case for Humble too. Humble, it's there's two sides of the Humble coin. You know what I yeah. mean? Two sides of the Humble coin. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, I love that we have three American players that I would describe as uh, very kind of above the table yeah. in their strategy. Um, there's actually a really good quote. I think Talago said this in his interview where he was saying that you have, you know, European style, continental European style players that play a little more on the table itself. Uh-huh. And it's uh, a little less about above the table. And then you have the UK that are kind of in between. I would also say Canada is kind of in between. Yep. And then these three Americans that we have this year are the most specifically that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like we've never had right. it where all the Americans at the table are just so they're all cut from that, like Schroeder, Jane or type. Yep. Ginger. There is no like, there's no American like Magi, for right. instance. I would not say Magi is that type. No. Magi, Magi is some sort of like American Euro style. He's some gamer. sort of demigod. Yeah, he's a wizard. <laughs> he's now, he's almost like a retired wizard now. He's like in some. He's not even around. He's on like a hill, you know, he's like. <laughs> playing he's like I, I can't play twilight imperium in the flesh anymore because in my mind it's so much deeper he's the green knight he just sits in a chapel <laughs> and waits for that's, people to come to him that's where you're all the yeah. way back to all that, the way huh? back around back i want to some movie that you know people are going to listen to this like, years from now people are like that movie was did nothing yeah that movie had no legs okay <laughs> i will predict that i don't think that movie has any legs i don't think we will be talking about that movie in a year yeah at all i want to thank our weird bears fargan squeamish emu billy bot bot brassbird brian kalu and kraken son john aletto mate nason sunfax absol Duel, rwise fweddy tg welch rumor hippo Privax, Big Al Cappuccino, Spirit Thing, and Alice, and our little peace turtles, Patience of Virtue, my son is also named Bort, Anvilar, Alpha Squid, Dark Jutsu, Frank G, Gaskio, Goondock, Rekka, Carnal, King Scale 64, Naderade, Nick, Uncle Batty, Teddy's Jam for You, Beza, and Rolo. Yeah. So we have uh, tournament structure, past and future, and best tournament factions. That's what's available there. Sorry, we are just like on autopilot when it comes to this stuff right now, but it is almost over. Next everybody. week, the podcast turns back on. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, uh, we, 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 we've been on tournament uh, valve and we got to switch that valve off and turn the podcast valve back on. Send me some more Omega Mechs. I actually don't have that many. Yeah. If you're in the Homebrewers Guild, I would love some. Um, but regardless, we are having the big Homebrewers Mega Mix yeah. uh, is happening the next weekend. Cool. Like, so that is for sure happening. I'll die. <laughs> before it doesn't, doesn't happen go. yeah for sure uh and we hey guess what not only are the finals august 7th at 1400 utc but we're streaming all week yeah uh, at, at somewhat indiscriminate times tonight this is wednesday yep. Yep. there's gonna be something hunter's hanging out I'm thursday night tonight. something friday's gonna be the weird one because we literally like are setting up but i think we're just gonna like turn the stream on we're and t- you can like hang out with us while we like check audio levels and stuff like it's just behind the scenes hang out with us like chill zone watch us get ready for the tournament yeah we're gonna stream us setting up and testing our equipment yeah which we needed to stream anyways we were talking about streaming it on like some anonymous channel just to see how it goes but i think it'd be a lot more fun if we just let you hang out yeah Yeah, so you're just gonna now if you don't want any spoilers for our setup which will be different markedly different uh than normal then don't check that one out but yeah it'll be fun uh fridays and then youtube uh all the games are all the semifinals are out now yeah so and, check those uh, out. Our goal is to turn the finals video around like as fast as possible. Like yeah. literally, we will finish the game and we will immediately start like rendering out the VOD and we'll get it up kind of thing. Like that that thing should be up by Monday. 
yes is our goal yes uh with the with the game being saturday of course so uh also if you if you like this tournament if you like this episode if you like this kind of coverage if you like any of the other stuff we do uh please feel to give us a rating on apple Podcasts, itunes or wherever you listen to podcasts and you can find more information about our patreon our twitter our discord our merch everything at spacecatspeaceturtles.com yeah so i want to give a more uh like kind of uh, medium take okay. on uh, the Green Knight and why I didn't like it sure. because I feel like any Green Knight fans that listened these are not necessarily people that I want to upset yeah. and I feel like I was pretty flippant with why I didn't like it so I just want to explain okay. real quick okay. so I just felt like it wasn't like green enough <laughs> wearing a yellow cloak <laughs> yeah he's not green i thought it was supposed to be like i was thinking like the green ranger you know yeah. like power rangers and in like, that interview in that interview david lowry is like we didn't want to be like neon green because that would be like slimer from google why not why not give me slime why not like why slimer? not give me slimer actually real real talk though i just felt like the movie was like somewhere between like a like a psychedelic surreal movie with a lot of metaphor and then just like a regular fantasy movie yeah. and it was somewhere in between that right in a way where i wanted it to be more yeah. of one of those right. things i was pick, like listen either like be more fantasy and give me more concrete story beats yeah or more metaphor be more mysterious right. and more like i would excite say, me with stuff uh, a big chunk of like look he's standing on the shoulders of giants literally <laughs> he's uh. actually doing that and it's like <laughs> yes i get it Sorry, I uh, I I think a good chunk of like the middle was like, yeah, this is good. I like I, this is fine. And then there's a whole bit spoilers. I'm not going to get into spoilers, really. But there's a whole bit where it's like, OK, now we're going to do a montage of like his whole life, kind of. And that part really started to lose me. And I was like, what are we doing? This is taking a long time mm -hmm. to figure out everything about this guy's life. Uh, and then right at the end, if it. It got me, and I was like, "Oh, I loved this movie." Actually, I for a second there, I didn't, I wasn't sure if I was gonna like it, and they made it all worth it, and I like it a lot. There is a Martin Scorsese film with that exact moment. Yeah, thing. I'm sure there's many movies with that yeah. kind of a moment, but this one got me. Yeah, um, I liked the ghost thing in the middle. That was my favorite <laughs> yeah. part, actually. Which, and that's not even a, that's not even. I don't even know what that is. That's not even I, Garwin. I just liked it. Yeah. I just good. thought it was, uh, it, it, it's like weird. It's like the movie, yeah, the movie was like in between a bunch of things where it could have been more episodic and I would have sure. liked that. Or it could have been not episodic at all yeah. and I would have liked that more. It right. was just like, sometimes movies are like, they're like weird buffet platters where there's only a little bit from each thing and I'm like, well, I'm just not satisfied yeah. by any of this. Like, just yeah. give me more of I the I think one the thing. biggest letdown is that Fox should have been voiced by like Will Arnett or something, you know? Yeah, yes. And then it wasn't green enough. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Space Cat's Peace Turtles. And thanks to Ben Prunty for the use of his music. You can find more at benpruntymusic.com and benprunty.bandcamp.com. Pax Magnifica, Bellum Gloriosum.